and welcome to the Dicebreaker podcast. I'm back in the UK. Uh, I'm joined this week by Maddie. Hello, Maddie. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Very warm. It is very warm. It's just the two of us because it turns out post-gen con, middle of a heat wave. <laughs> it's a lot. Everyone else is uh, it's just us. Yes, uh, it's it, it just us. We are made of bronze or some other unmeltable bronze melts. Yeah. I tinfoil, whatever. Something. Sure, that will yeah. do. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we're here uh, to talk about well everything that we've been up to recently. A bit of Gen Con, a bit of what we've been playing, just stuff in general. It'll probably be a slightly shorter episode than usual because of the heat and because of everything else. <laughs> uh, but we're going to see how we go, and I'm going to pray that my laptop makes it through because yeah. it's already not it's coping struggling <laughs> yeah i feel like i need to just seat it on like a little ice bath or something oh, yeah. um yeah because when you like freeze their food or something like freeze yeah i need to food. yeah i need to freeze my laptop's food uh i need to just put like frozen cd roms into it and be <laughs> yeah. like this will this will cool you down it'll so be fine uh but yeah hello hello everyone uh hope you are surviving all right in the heat uh and if you're joining us live thanks for joining us we're we're an hour earlier this week mm-hmm. um it's my fault uh i have to leave a little bit early because i'm off to go and pick up some cats at some point best reason to leave early i'm so excited <laughs> i'm also excited uh yes my wife and i are fostering some some kittens for a little while while, while they find homes uh they're named after butter uh they sent us their names. Yeah, so the, the mum is called Marge, and then the cats are called, like, Flora, Clover, Batoli. Uh, yeah, I mean, so I guess at some point, <laughs> if you're an animal shelter and you have a lot of cats coming in and out, yeah. you just got to find some names somewhere. So you look at, you open the fridge and you're like, you know what? That'll do. Butter cat, yeah. Butter cat, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we can finally answer that, uh, the thing of, like, if you put butter on one side of a cat, uh, does it still land on its feet? Because toast always lands butter side up. Oh. Uh, and cats always land on their feet. Yeah. Uh, please don't butter your please cats, <laughs> especially in this heat. Uh, how are you doing, Maddie? How's how's the last week been for you? It's been good, yeah. Working on some fun videos. Um, mm-hmm. And I've got to hear about all that fun stuff about Gen Con. I've got to try a couple of fun Gen Con games that you guys have brought back in your suitcase, which is very exciting. Oh, yeah, because we, we played Evergreen yesterday, but then as I was leaving, uh, I think Wills was setting up decorum. He did. It was so fun. Yeah, we got about an hour in before I had to leave, but it was it was great. I'm excited to get more into that because so fun. Honestly, the best game. I was not expecting to love it as much as I did. I just can't stop thinking about it. Well, let's let's get stuck into it then, because I think mm. like Wills and I, Wills and I played Decorum at, at Gen Con uh, in Indianapolis, but we were obviously playing like the two player scenarios, mm. which are entirely different to like the three and four player scenarios. Yeah, it sounds it. He was like explaining things like, oh, in two player you do this, and like obviously in two player you can like communicate in the house meetings and things. Um, but basically, you're like your 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 roommates trying to decorate an apartment, but you all have very different specific tastes of what you want it to look like. Um, but you can't really tell each other. You just like say passive aggressive comments at each other, which is so funny. So we also like paint the kitchen wall blue, and I just look at him and be like, I hate that. And that's like <laughs> all you have to say, and it's just so good. Um, yeah, so. I know you guys play two player. We played with three of us, me, Liv and Wheels, and it was so hard. Like, Liv and Wheels were like almost getting there with like coordination. And then I would always just be like, I hate it. And everything I did, they'd be like, I hate it. I hate what you're doing. And I'm like, why does no one like my choices? It was, I was, it was like, it was tricky with two as yeah. we got into some of the later scenarios because it just naturally ends up as like, it's like one, 
they they seem to the scenarios are specific and mm. i assume it's similar with like free people but in the two-player ones it's like one of us would have like no lamps on the left hand side mm. but then the other person would have like lamps in at least two rooms yeah. so there's this kind of like natural crossover point where you're yeah, both so using kind of like the same mm. objects uh but not quite but we didn't like i think there's with, like you say with three and four people you add in the housemates which aren't a thing in two it's just the two of you like back and forth yeah we didn't actually even get to the housemates yet because we were like oh, yeah. we were, like kind of like warming up into it and we we're like this is already so hard i can't imagine trying to add like another element um yeah, I think I think definitely like after playing it once, I'd probably be better at like noticing what other people are doing next time because I think I was so stressed about just trying to like get my things done that I like didn't, had no idea what anyone else wanted to do um, until like the house meetings, obviously. Yeah, like we got to a point with two of us where it's like you almost experiment where it's like okay, mm. I've got like an idea that the problem the problem is with lamps, yeah. uh, so I'm going to like put a lamp in this room and see if it goes okay yeah and it's like okay that didn't go okay so i'm going to change the type of lamp and see yeah. if that works or i change the room or yeah there's before we started playing at gen con i was kind of looking at it, i was like okay like there's not mm. there's not loads this game you just kind of like there's no real action you just kind of put you either put a thing into a room you take a thing out of a room or you swap it so and so that's cool. kind of it and I was like, okay, like, mm, I was a bit, yeah, skeptical. And then as soon as you get into it and you start that, like you say, those, like passive aggressive yeah. comments of like, I hate that. Like, I hate, <laughs> why have you done this to me? Like, why have you, why have you painted the kitchen blue? <laughs> it's so good. I just like, I love the idea of like it being in real life. And like your friend like brings home a new lamp they bought and put it on the table. And you're like, I hate that. Like, just immediately. Like, <laughs> it's so good. Um, and See, then you it, have house meetings. Sorry, go on. No, 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 you finish up. So when you have house meetings with when there's three of you, you can only tell one of the other people something oh, that like, you're right. trying to yeah. do. So it's like me and Liv would be like texting behind Wheels back like, <laughs> I hate when Wheels does this because I want all the walls to be different colours and he keeps painting them yellow and it's like, and he has no idea what we're talking about. And then like when he does something, we're both like, no, we both hate that now because we know what we both want. And he's like, what's going on? <laughs> That's good. Yeah, because... Like they call it the game on the box, it's like, mm -hmm. oh, the g game of passive aggressive, like decorating or something like that, yeah. or kind of have a game. But it's not a point, it's not that passive because you are just straight <laughs> up like, I hate that lamp or I hate what you've done with this room. Yeah. It's just very like in your face. Um, but yeah, it's it's good, like it doesn't, it doesn't feel mean because obviously you're all kind of yeah. working towards the same end, you're not working against each other. Um, and obviously it's, it's all in the game of yeah. like saying, I hate that or I love that. Yeah, it's always um, like funny. It doesn't feel like, everyone's so mean to me. Like no one likes what I'm doing. I just find it so funny. Like everyone hated everything I did. Like I, I think <laughs> I did like two things and people were like, yeah, it's okay. Everything else, they're like, I hate it. I hate what you Free do. Three players sounds hard. Cause you've got that, just like the extra person in between where it's like yeah. every time two things change. So you can't even just go like when it was just the two of us, it would be like one person would change something and then the mm. other person would immediately change it back to be like, yeah, no, no like that. don't change that lamp. That <laughs> lamp needs to be there. You can um, like, just like push it gradually. Whereas like, yeah, and there's three of us. It's like, each, there's so many different moving parts. That I'm like, I don't know why everyone's mad at me for this. Like you're both mad at me for different reasons and it's very confusing. <laughs> uh, but so fun though. Like it's so fun trying to work it out. And then like when you get the house meeting and they're like, I need all three yellow items. It's like, oh, it makes so much sense. And like now you can help and like it starts like clicking together. It's so satisfying. 
Yeah, it was it was a real highlight of Gen Con. Um, so for folks who have maybe just joined us, uh, we're talking about Decorum, yes. um, which came out, I think it actually came out a couple of months ago. So it's not brand new out at mm. Gen Con, uh, but it was the first time that Wills and I played it. And then yeah. we brought back a copy uh, to the UK. Um, it's from Floodgate Games. So the folks that made Sagrada, the like dice uh, window, stained window game. Uh, oh. But this is a very different game. Yeah. Um, it's it's yeah it's it's really really cool it is surprisingly like it is a scenario based game so like we're saying mm-hmm. like you have different scenarios for two people and then three and four people um and they will be things like you are a new like newlywed to have just moved in or you are like housemates or there are different setups like it's a couple and then one other person so like because wheels and live kept being like so on edge i was like i'm obviously the other person (laughs) (laughs) you were just like the third wheel trying to like they have like they're a couple and like i'm just like their friend who's also here and i do not (laughs) just trying to change the decorations and getting out of (laughs) it which is very rude of me and i love that scenario (laughs) yeah they do like they do a really fun job with like like i said there's not a lot in that box and there's like only a tiny like a couple of sentences of writing for each scenario but like it was just very funny to be like, oh, okay, there's there's one where you've got a guy that is like genuinely quite cool and stylish, uh, and then you've got a guy that calls himself the Stevenator <laughs> and is trying to like emulate the other guy, but just has clearly has no like fashion taste or um, like style. So there's the the first guy trying to make the house stylish, mm. and the second guy trying to make what he thinks is stylish, but just like screwing it up at the same time. <laughs> Uh, and like, yeah, it, it manages to come through in just yeah. swapping a bunch of lamps about and painting some walls. It's, yeah, you can really feel like a little story emerging. It's, it's great. Yeah, uh, it was it was very good. Uh, have you been playing much else? Um, I've been playing more Magic. Back on my I'm back on my Magic thing now. Um, as I mentioned before, um, I played uh, some more Commander. Um, which I think I, I lost. I always lose Commander when it's like 1v1, but I always do really well when it's in a bigger group because the deck I have is a black green and I just gotta like really like build up to it. And if people ignore me long enough, I can like kill the wall quite mm. quickly, which is great. But one on one is very hard, um, but very fun. And then I played some regular magic, um, which was also fun because I've only ever played Commander. So it was fun to kind of just do a little ah. kind of, yeah, less health kind of. Was you feel like wow i have no cards here like <laughs> where did all my cards go yeah i've got so many fun fun to have doubles i'm like you hate this card well i've got another one of it so enjoy that um yeah very very fun very good i love magic it's just great you know we all know what magic is <laughs> so much to it um and then i also played something that i picked up at ukge ages ago and i finally played it um, which is the Tea Dragon Society card game. Ah, uh, yeah. So cute. <laughs> um, it's based on a comic, which I really like, which is about tea dragons. Um, and the game is about, uh, like, you pick a tea dragon, and the whole thing about tea dragons is that the tea you can, like, collect for them because they, like, grow, like, little jasmine leaves off them, um, like, have memories in them. So basically is a, you're kind of, like, looking after the tea dragons, trying to collect memories, um yeah that's basically it the art is so cute um it was really fun it's just a very like peaceful like sweet wholesome game and it's really nice kind of like sunday afternoon thing so nice very Very nice i feel like tea tea has been like a trend in board games as of late and rpgs because there was a there was a game i think we covered on the website a while ago but it was at a gen con called i think tea time adventures i think it's from snow bright studio um but it comes with like suggested tea pairings 
for you to drink as you go along uh, oh, this think? RPG adventure. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. I put that on my wholesome games list because that was so cool. <laughs> it's really good. And then there was a like a board game called Chai that was about yeah. growing tea. So I don't know. Tea, tea is one of the trends of 2022, I guess. Or... I'm all for it. Those are all like high off my list of things that I really am excited about. <laughs> I mean, it's nice to have something that's not just more like monster slaying and or yeah, so true. like trading of spices and wheat. Mm. There's uh, something so like satisfying about tea. It's just a very nice like thing, like a nice little like, ritual of like making mm. it. And it's just like nice and feels like fresh and good. I just love tea. Yeah. Uh, and then... You know, Brits abroad got to the hotel room uh, in, in in Indianapolis, yeah. uh, and there was no kettle because oh, that's no. just not a thing in the states. <laughs> there was like a microwave, uh, I guess, to warm up your water if you want to make tea, which I think is how Americans do it. I, I'm sure I'm sorry, we have some I'm Americans in the chat who can. Horrid. Anyone <laughs> that, I judge you very harshly. It's like here, there's arguments over like, oh, do you put the milk in first? Do you put the water yeah. in first? Whereas in America, it's just like. You know, slam it in a cup, stick it in the microwave. <laughs> easy peasy, yeah. Uh, you've started started off piece with the water, yeah. so everything on top of that is going to be shaky foundations. Uh, but yeah, in, in general, like Indianapolis, it was my first time out. Was his first time out? Um, first time we've ever been to Gen Con, uh, both as people and as dicebreaker. Because um, we we launched after Gen Con 2019, and then you may have heard a pandemic happened. Uh, yeah, so it was it was interesting being out. Um, obviously, folks who went out stayed safe. Uh, there have been some reports of COVID since, um, which obviously they they had a mask policy, they had a vaccination policy, but it's That's never a hundred percent protection. Um, luckily, was nigh so far are all in the clear. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was an experience. I I didn't know what to expect. I kind of That's fair. I wouldn't know. Yeah, I've covered it from the outsides before, but I didn't expect, for instance people playing lutes in the hallways and singing songs about ring raves and there was a balloon dragon uh, and there was a really cool thing by the entrance um, mm. as we walked in, which I think they called card, card Haller, as in Valhalla, but cards. Yeah. Um, and it's like a load of old magic cards, a load of old Pokemon cards. There was some, there was some just real deep cut, like trading card games in there, I guess just leftover cards from this and that. But people were building like these incredible structures out of them. There was kind of like a recreation of the Empire State Building, um, and people build them through most of the weekend, Thursday through to Saturday, I think. And then at the end, uh, they get people to throw change at them, like just quarters and such, <laughs> knock them down, and all the money goes to charity. So it's for a good cause. Oh, that's um, so fun. Yeah, but people just built these incredible like things just out of a load of trading cards. It was really impressive. Wow. So, uh, that's such a, like a fun thematic thing to do that I would never have thought of, and also fun that it's for charity. That's that's so cool. Yeah, it was it was neat, and I think that was the the thing of Gen Con. Um, having been to things like Essen in Germany and obviously mm. UK Games Expo here in the UK, um, there was like a just a lot more happening in corridors. There were you know yeah. panels like and even yeah the hotels around the main convention center in Indi uh, Indianapolis, you know had a load of rooms for playing stuff and it. Mm. Yeah, it kind of took over the whole like center of the city. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was cool. Uh, we met a lot of very nice people. Mm. Um, we defeated uh, Cole Worley uh, and crew at <laughs> Shuffleboard. Uh, yeah, uh, designer of Root uh, and Oaf and such. Uh, we met up one night in a bar and then we played Shuffleboard, um, which truly uh, Gen Con 2022's game that wasn't released anywhere close to 2022. <laughs> Uh, was Shuffleboard, which Wills and I played, I think, 
every night once we discovered it. I love that. Um, we just like we tried going elsewhere. Like there was some like some industry do's and parties going on, uh, and some of like one of those we arrived to, and about ten minutes later, they're like, "Do you want to go play shuffleboard?" It's not shuffleboard, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we went back to to the old faithful. Nice. Um, so yeah, shuffleboard. I I've never played it before, um, but I know that yeah. it's it's around in a few places. So. It is. It's a very long table. Uh, they are also very expensive because I then started looking them up, being oh, like, oh, "I wonder how much it would cost to to have a shuffleboard table." And they are thousands of pounds uh, from about I think two grand up to about twenty grand. They run. Oh my god! Um, okay. And it's enormous. It's probably about I don't know, ten foot long, um, wow. something like that. Uh, and it's this almost. It looks almost like a bowling lane. Mm-hmm. Um, in like it's just a very long run of wood. Yeah. Uh, and then around the edge of it, at least on this one, um, there was just kind of like a, a uh, like a gutter or like a, um, yeah, like a pit for things to go in. Uh, and playing it is super simple. So you have these pucks that are like they're they're pretty hefty. They're big old metal pucks, um, metal. and you slide them from one end of the table down to the other, and then there are lines and as you cross each line you go from like zero points to one point to two point to three points uh, and if you get to the very edge of the table mm. but don't fall into the gutter uh, and have a little bit of the puck just overhanging uh, you get at least what we called a hanger uh, which is then worth four points so it's worth an extra point on top of the three in the last air, uh, area uh, and you get four pucks each both like you alternate turns uh, you can knock obviously your opponent's pieces out because the scores are only calculated at the end mm. um and th- that's basically it, and it's it's like Crokinole, uh, and if yeah. folks have been watching this channel before, like they'll know of Crokinole, um, in that it's it's just like a super simple dexterity game. You are just sliding pucks uh, and trying to get them to go in the right place, but it becomes so like entertaining, so competitive. It's like a really good crowd sport. There were just like groups of us watching, and we then start to play team games and alternate that way. Um, and one of the like it's kind of a genius thing, I suppose, but it's super simple is that there are scoring zones on both ends of the table so once you slide your pucks down all you do is walk to that end and then you just shoot from that end up to the other but that then means that because there's um it's like actual sand that they use to kind of like i guess lubricate the table i don't i don't know if that's the right word but to make to make the puck slide they put a load of sand on it um to make it smooth but then because you're swapping ends and because sand obviously gets shifted around by the pucks Mm. Like we started to develop like home and away ends where like I was I was quite good from one end and then we would switch to the other end and I would be complete crap and just like ditch everything in and you would have to learn the kind of layout of the sand because you'd get little spots where the pucks would stick so you could aim for those if you wanted a quick stop Um, or there were like areas where the sand was thicker so it would be a lot kind of looser and it wouldn't slow down as much Um, which is like it's weird to think of that much about yeah. a game that's just like I'm gonna slide a puck down the table, um, but we were we were so into it. We it had the thing of when we first encountered Crokinole at PAX Unplugged mm. in 2019, we sat down to play and we we're like, okay, we'll we'll give this a shot. We've yeah. heard about Crokinole before, and then we play for like four or five hours in a row because it's just the kind of thing so that just addictive. hooks you. Um, and shuffleboard was the same. Like I say, yeah. like every night, like we do some other stuff, like we go see some people, and they'll be like. Let's go play shuffleboard. Right? <laughs> Let's go play shuffleboard. Like we played again. We played with Carl Worley. Like we met up with Spencer Stark of Alice is Missing, um, and his wife, who were very, very lovely. 
um appreciate the time but yeah we we were just like we were taking on the world of shuffleboard the world of board <laughs> games um so That's yes so shuffleboard dicebreaker recommends shuffleboard That's one. have you got a spare 20 grand lying around uh not currently time. but you know maybe maybe <laughs> one if day. hey if there are shuffleboard sponsors out there that want to send one yes. to the office we'll find space <laughs> we will make space I, do, I genuinely don't think one of those would fit in our studio. It, they are so long. It's just an enormous oh. like dining table. Um, so but yeah, Shuffleboard was like, very, very good. The simplest games often are so good and like so entertaining. Have such longevity, even though you're like doing the same thing over and over again. It's like like watching a dog chase a stick, and you're like, how is that entertaining? And then we find like the human version <laughs> of it, and we're like, I want to do this for hours. <laughs> it was so it good. was that, and I think it helped that the bar we were in. Yeah. Um, which was the Severin in Indianapolis, just over from the convention center. They had, it was a very, like, very American bar. Mm. Uh, so they had multiple TVs showing all sorts of sports. And by the shuffleboard exactly. table, they had, like, ESPN 1, I think, which is, like, American football, like, baseball, your big kind of, like, popular sports. Right. And then they had ESPN 8, which I think was, like, the the dregs of sports, <laughs> um, but also some of the best. So they had the the World Air, or the National Air Guitar Championships one. <laughs> one night so we were just watching that in between shots uh they had extreme uh chase tag uh wow. which is just it but you play it for like 20 okay. seconds and there's parkour involved and a load of obstacles uh if no one's seen extreme tag go and check it out it is that. it is incredible like people <laughs> are doing flips over bars just to try and like tag each other so cool i want that sports channel i want just like it's good espna apparently yeah, is the place okay. to be if I'm ever in uh, America, I'll I'll be I'll, I'll, I'll flicking straight to. <laughs> just like I need I need my air guitar championships. I, I need to know I need I, to see Ricky Ricky Stinkfingers <laughs> perform as night. one of them was called. <laughs> the championships, you know. I'm busy all weekend. I got my snacks in. I'm really, yeah, <laughs> I love that. Uh, have you been uh, playing anything else? Uh, no, yeah. that's pretty much it for me. Um, uh, so I think I think you've played. Oh, other than Evergreen, I, which we played together. Oh yeah, Evergreen. What did you think of Evergreen? This was another another Gen Con release. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I think it was really fun. I'm I like like quite a peaceful game. I'm 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 into that. Like I'm happy that we're all just like doing our little thing. Like I'm fine with games like that. I know some people really don't like, like they want to interact with a playing a board game, but like I quite like that kind of thing. Um and I think I'm very shallow in that if it's like a theme I like, I'll be very excited about games. So I'm like, it's a little planet where you're planting trees, um, like in different kind of locations and there's different seasons. That's that's like big my vibe. Um, so I thought it was really fun. I, I would happily play again. Yeah, yeah I, I liked it a lot. I think you're right. Like the theme, the theme does a lot for it. I think, yeah. and the like the the tree paws as they call them, the little wooden trees, <laughs> are very cute. Yeah. Um, it's got like just a nice look. It's very like pastel mm -hmm. colors, like yeah, pastoral kind of and... theme. And yeah, um, you had a lot of trees. It was kind of interesting seeing. Uh, so for those yeah. missed it, we played on yesterday's stream uh, with all four of us. Mm. Um, and yeah, you had like a lot of trees everywhere. Yeah, uh, we had like a lot of stuff in the bottom half. Uh, and then, like, Liv and I were kind of more spread around, and it felt like we were each kind of, like, taking a different so kind of different. tactic. Yeah, I, when I looked at other people's boards, I was like, we've all got such different layouts and, like, different things we were doing. Like, you were making good use of the shrubs. Like, me and Wills were all about lakes. Liv was, like, collecting, like, the power where you get, like, extra points and stuff. Mm. Um, so we're like, so although it looked, and, and, like, at different stages, it looked like one of us was, like, definitely in the lead, but then a different like by the end of it when we were adding up the points at the end it was very interesting to see 
that all of the different techniques were like could have got you quite far like um obviously Matt you came out on top like pretty significantly but like we were all like you know like 20 points behind kind of thing which was like was kind of like you could you could get that off like the next time you play um which is fun it didn't feel like oh this is this is the way to win mm. I have to do that next time I was like yeah I can plant my little trees like that's I can do that next time yeah it was and like you say so it's from the the designer of photosynthesis which is like a really a aggressive game in a way that some people just didn't gel with because it was yeah. it's a game that in which you grow trees but as you grow trees you block other people's light so their trees don't grow so it's just like a real kind of like nah like screw you i'm just gonna build in your way yeah. um whereas this like you say you're you're on separate boards you've got your own kind of planet the only time that you really kind of come into conflict if you can call it that is like drafting cards in the first half of each round yeah. and even then it's not there were there were a few moments of like oh, you took the card that I need, yeah. but like generally it's like okay, you know, Absolutely. I can work with this. Like, yeah, there's like five to pick from. There's like so there's a card for like each of you, and then an extra, which I think is nice. So it's not like you're just left with the last one. You've always got like at least two to pick from. So it's like yeah, like I you know there's, there's options still, and there's always something you can do with it. You can kind of yeah, like like everything you can do is is helpful to help you win. So it's like I can I can tweak my strategy. Uh, let me just get rid of this bot in the chat. Yes. Uh, hello yes. to the bots. <laughs> Welcome. Uh, it took you a little while to find us this yeah. time. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, so uh, yeah, Evergreen. I like it a lot. Um, like I say, it, they had a a number of copies of Gen Con. It's probably out in October or after October, um, early October at Essen. So if you're interested, go watch that stream and then maybe maybe go check it out. Um, in terms of other stuff uh, that maybe didn't get mentioned, you can go and watch what Wills, fought, Wills and I thought of stuff at Gen Con uh, over on the channel, uh, which is probably the channel you're already watching unless you're yeah. listening to the audio version of this. Uh, something that we played but then didn't record a video on Sunday because our flights got cancelled and we had to run to the airport uh, and cancel so. several other meetings with publishers and be like, I'm really sorry, we just need to get out of the US because mm. um, we don't have a hotel. Uh, uh, so something we met up with tim fowles um who made paperback um and burgle bros uh sabotage uh, a number of different games uh he was very nice he showed us paperback adventures which is kind of the new game in that series which i think is out later this year um and it's interesting so uh if you've not played paperback before it's kind of it's like dominion the deck builder meets scrabble in that you have like a a deck of letter cards and you use those letter cards to make words, and then the words give you money, and then you can buy new letters, add them to your deck, cycles around, you get points as you go, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so he made a sequel called Hardback a couple of years ago, mm -hmm. um, and now he's making Paperback Adventures, which isn't multiplayer, it is a solo game, and it is essentially what you'd get if you mixed Paperback or Scrabble with Slay the Spire, uh, the very popular like deck-building uh... game on pc and video game consoles yeah. so instead of just spelling words to get money and score points you are spelling words to defeat a boss character um and that boss character is controlled by the game and they have like a set series of like actions um so you can use like some of your letters to like defend against attacks you can use them to attack and deal damage um in between each kind of fight uh you kind of work your way through minions to a big boss um, but between those, I think between each run, 
potentially you can then go back to a town and you can get new items things like that you get items from defeating bosses those go into your deck yeah. um and it was really it was really really cool um it got me very excited i'm a big fan of paperback anyway mm. um but i thought that the way it was combined with this kind of like roguelike yeah. like boss rush thing uh was really neat um it's really cool. also it's worth saying that uh tim was like you know paperback sometimes you can end up with a lot a, a lot of cards in your hand you're trying to spell mm. quite big words um whereas here i think you only have four letters in your hand and then each each boss has like an i think they call it an enemy vowel um so it's a vowel oh. you can always use because it's like their weak spot yeah. um so you can always use an i for instance with one of the bosses um so it always yeah. always gives you that option but it means that there's not so much pressure on making really big words uh, instead it's like what order you put the letters in or what um the cards depending on which way you layer them mm. might give you certain benefits versus the other so you're spelling the same word but then you're kind of deciding which card you want on top versus the other right. um which is it's really smart like i say it kind of takes the pressure off that thing of like i need to use all of my seven letters i'm gonna sit here for like yeah. 35 <laughs> minutes thinking of like an obscure word um Which I can never do, it, so that sounds very exactly exciting. yeah like it it's a big thing with like word games like that it's mm. like it does put a lot of pressure on people to basically just memorize a dictionary yeah, um and this feels yeah more like hey you can just spell short little words mm. it's more about the actual like tactical you know yeah. use of your items use of your attacks um so it's really really cool um like i said i think it's out later this year right. uh tim just kind of ran us for a demo but i was i was excited by it uh, I think he's putting out there's like a core box and then there are different characters and bosses in like separate other boxes. Oh, nice. Um it looks lovely. Like the artwork is very, very pretty. Um I believe it's Ryan's goal go Ryan Goldsbury, who I think has done all of Tim Fowler's games uh, to date. Um so it has that very distinctive look if you've seen Burgle Bros or Paperback. So yes, uh, Paperback Adventures is what it's called. Uh, and it was it was very cool. That's so cool. That sounds just such a fun mechanic to like have an adventure because there's like a lot of different games where you can go on adventures and like fight monsters but it's such like a unique mechanic that's that sounds really fun yeah uh other things uh i'll quickly whisk through because like i said we've got videos on the site and we played a lot so i'm not going to fill the podcast with them uh but a couple of other highlights in case you missed them redwood which is a new game from the designer of cult express uh and it's a game about photography um so you move around a national park uh you have like a little photographer and then you move with like a almost a template similar to something like warhammer or mm -hmm. or x-wing particularly yeah. um you have to like avoid animals because you obviously don't want to start with them uh and then once you get in position you have like a almost like a video game metal gear solid like cone of vision uh that is what you're photographing and you're trying to get as many elements in the the template as you can yeah. um and yeah, we, we got run for a prototype by Sit Down Games, which is putting out. I think it's coming to Kickstarter in November. Might be a different date. Um, but yeah, it was it was a really it was one of those games where you're like, how has no one ever done this before? Like this yeah. is such a good idea and it's like very like fairly simple. So it was like easy to understand. Oh, but nice. the fun of it was just like how you position yourself and like try and get as many different things in your photo as you can and yeah okay this time you need to be stood on the lake so you need to photograph from the lake uh and stuff like that like That's keeping really the cool. kind of yeah like the foundation of it simple and then just like making it a little bit more complex so you've got these different objectives but it was it was a real standout um just yeah, one of those like, games being like awesome like yeah like great. using like things that 
like movement from miniatures games but like turning that into a really cool theme mm. ball game that's like so creative that sounds really fun uh yeah uh that was really neat uh we played war of the ring the card game which i've spoken about elsewhere and on the website uh but i am a lord of the rings fan i like war of the ring yeah. the board game but it takes a long time to set up uh mm. there's a lot of rules uh so it can be quite a lot to just break out on a yeah. random day uh whereas the card game it's a completely different rule set it's by a different designer but it still kind of scratches that itch of it's very faithful to the books um Amazing. so it like digs into some of the characters that you don't see in like a lot of other lord of the rings games it kind of mm -hmm. goes like deep into the lore um so cool. yeah and then you're you're either one-on-one -on -one or tv2 um on teams of basically you know sauron saruman fellowship and like the free people so elves dwarves men etc nice. um so yeah and then you you fight over battlegrounds uh which are just like random locations that battles are happening in so you kind of put your armies over there and then there's what they call a path card which is more like the story of frodo and him trying to resist the ring's corruption so it's like okay. you've got that slightly more like you get a lot more of the characters over there yeah so you've got characters on one side like kind of armies and leaders on the other um which is a fun way to split it and yeah. kind of capture that sense of like okay like Frodo's encountering the ring raves, mm. but meanwhile something else is going on, like yeah. at Minas Tirith. Or, you know, uh, yeah, it was it was really really neat, um, and it feels a lot faster than more of the ring. Like it's it's fairly straightforward. You just play one card each round, um, and then you are you discard one card to play one card. So you're kind of whittling down your hand from both ends. Um, so it's not loads to think about at the moment, but there's at least a good amount of like okay. What can I afford to lose in order to play this? Yeah, um, yeah. It felt it felt very good, uh, and I am excited just to have a Lord of the Rings game that doesn't take like six hours to play. Yeah, that sounds uh, great. <laughs> Get your yeah, rather than yeah, the perfect short Lord of the Rings thing, which doesn't exist in, in any other any medium for Lord of the Rings. So it's, it's <laughs> nice to have a little thing. <laughs> uh, I think that is out later this year as well. So coming up, we were playing a prototype. Um, with nice. cards that just said demo across them. Yeah. It's like, okay. We get it. Uh, yeah. Uh, before I went out to Gen Con, uh, I wasn't on the podcast before, or I played it in the gap. So um, I played Wings of Glory uh, on PC as well, um, which I wanted to just mention because I found myself playing a lot of Wings of Glory after I, I was like, I'll check this out. Yeah. And then I spent a weekend just playing Wings of Glory, um, which is, if, if you played Star Wars X-Wing, it's like that but for like World War One and World War Two planes. Um, so you have little planes, they each have like specific movement cards. So it's like you could go straight and then you could veer to the left or you can do um, an Immelman turn, I think, which is like you flip over and then face the other way. Um, but as you program them, like certain things will stop you. So if you do a very steep turn, you then can't keep doing a steep turn because you would stall. Um, and things like altitude come into consideration. So it's like, okay, if you do this, you're going to lose altitude. And if you do that, you're going to gain altitude, but it might be slower or not put you as far forward. Um, and then, you know, you, you shoot stuff, you like bomb stuff, depending on the mission you're trying to do. Uh, the, the digital app I was playing, uh, which is fresh out, which is why I was playing it, um, has like a load of single player challenges and they get hard. Uh, they get really hard. <laughs> Um, there was one where I had to like drop a bomb on a target and it's like it would only accept a perfect hit uh, and oh if I missed God. it I only had like one bomb um, 
so there was there was a little bit of frustration frustration i'll say in that it doesn't yeah. you have to kind of guess like you you have to say i will drop the bomb now but it doesn't show you exactly where it's going to land before you do it so you're kind of trying to work it out uh, and if you miss it's like okay well now i need to restart that whole thing but <laughs> it wasn't a major a major problem but just in general like it's it's it like really it moves cool. fast yeah it's like a, a fun quick miniatures game yeah um and yeah like i think the app the app is like fairly bare bones at the moment like i think there are only a few planes for each side um whereas wings of glory on the tabletop there are lots of planes um so hopefully they add those um but yeah i i enjoyed it i'll be playing more of it expand that out that sounds so cool yeah i've never done anything like in the sky i've only ever had like troops on the ground like, i have never even done like ships or any kind of vehicle so that's oh we should play x-wing one day maddie i would love to x-wing's yeah. cool oh my god it sounds incredible like uh, yeah big big star wars fan big would love to be in an x-wing fan so yeah that's that would be yeah so so down for that I would say uh, um, at Gen Con they have so they have the main hall where there's kind of all your the exhibitors and the booths and then they have a tour, kind of a tournament open play area um, and they had a lot of miniatures games and particularly they had a lot of Star Wars Legion uh, and the layouts they had for Star Wars Legion were incredible like this really nice terrain um, you know like the the landing ship I think from like um, Force Awakens that trilogy the new trilogy. Um, and like the very familiar, like Tatooine kind of rounded domes and uh, that kind of stuff. They were really nice maps, uh, oh. and really nice terrain. I'm like, I, I love stuff like that. Obviously, having a convention is like the chance to play it because I'm like, so few people would have the space in their home to set something up like that, or B, have space to store stuff for more than like one map. Like, I have a big box behind me of like cardboard terrain and already I'm like I'm running out of space but I always want more maps so that's so cool to like properly see like really good maps and like this is how you could play yeah was I walked past and we were like maybe we should play Star Wars Legion again you know <laughs> like it's, it, it had that effect of like yeah you know when you have the like you say when you have the proper setup that yeah. no, almost no one could have in their home yeah. um it's like this is a like it's a really impressive looking game. Like people obviously had very nice paint jobs on their miniatures. Um, uh, so yeah, it was. I mean, yeah, you you kind of see like particularly miniatures uh, in the the best possible way, and there's like big sprawling battlefields, like very detailed landscapes, uh, not just like flat cardboard terrain. <laughs> this is a hill. Um, we've just yeah, just just there. pretend. <laughs> yeah, like here's an unpainted block of polystyrene. I think that's kind of fun though when you see it and it like inspires you to want to play again because mm. I definitely find miniatures you can like really suspend your disbelief like you really like do feel like you're in the place like a really good one does so even if you don't have terrain like that you're like oh I can imagine that I'm there now like I've really got a good picture of it and when you go home and play you can you can still get like so much satisfaction even if you're not on like the big fancy map yeah for sure and obviously like terrain costs a lot so anybody like just playing with what they have like absolutely like cool. yeah. like in, enjoy your games that's the main yeah. thing um uh yeah and i mean we'll give a shout out to a video you made recently about playing uh yeah. playing these games with lego so you don't even need to like pay for miniatures sometimes because right. even those can be like a serious chunk of cash oh yeah yeah minis like and especially because a lot of minis are very like you buy one mini for one thing um and like some minis you can kind of use for a couple of things but most often it's quite specific but obviously i said in my video lego is great because you can mix and match all the pieces and use it over and over and over again because 
they are meant to be pulled apart and stuff. Um, but yes, go check out my video. I had a lot of fun filming all of my Lego pieces. I spent like a whole <laughs> afternoon just filming Lego studio, having way too much fun. So yeah, go check it out if you're interested. Did you just have some Lego already as well? Did you just oh, yeah, have this a... Oh all my Lego that we brought from Oh, home. wow. I've got like, oh. yeah. Well, yeah, well, obviously we use Lego a lot. Like my, my uh, fiance is a massive Lego fan. So I say... I say our Lego, it is his Lego that I now have collective custody of. So it's very fun to just have big, big box of plastics with my hands in them. For a lot of fun Excellent. Things. Is it like meticulously organized into different like colors and blocks? Or is it just like the classic bucket of like, here are oh, yeah. 20 different sets that have just been combined? Yeah, it is just, uh, yeah, so the one we have uh, here is just like one huge box and it's just like mini fig pieces. Um, so if you're trying to look for a head, you've got to like be like clawing through <laughs> so much. Oh, um, that's the best though. That's like that, the best yeah. experience. <laughs> you're like, what can I find in here? And you're like, who knows what I'm going to make? I do also have a friend who has oh, the best, like they have a whole Lego city set up and it's amazing. Oh and they have like so many little organized boxes, like all of the color stuff in it. And it's like so incredible and so organized. And I'm like, wow. This must be so easy to find things for. And I'm just rooting around under the beds, like, giving pieces. <laughs> Treading on a random head and going like, ah, there you yeah, are. Yeah, this one. <laughs> a good reminder. That's cool. Uh, yes. I, I know a lot of big, like, I feel like Lego has really come back lately. Yeah, see a lot of people on Twitter getting excited about, like, Lego typewriters and Lego Ataris. Mm. Yeah, Lego really, like... They've realized, I mean, obviously they know because a lot of their sets are so expensive. They've got a big adult audience and they're like really leaning into it more like with all like the Mario stuff and the Horizon Zero Dawn stuff. They're like, okay, we're getting the video game audience. Like mm. they're clawing in everybody. I love it. I feel like what would, what, okay. What would be the first like board game to get a Lego version? Ooh, that's a great idea. First board game for Lego. Are there Lego? He there must be Lego hexes at this point. Could you do a Catan? Like just, yeah. just have like yeah. hex and then you just have little sheep, Lego yeah. sheep that you stick down <laughs> and. Yeah, because yeah, it's just like little shapes, isn't it? That'd be so easy. Yeah, I would love to see like a Lego Gloomhaven. Even though Gloomhaven. Lego Gloomhaven would be amazing. So that is true. It would be like double the price. Can you imagine the weight of that box <laughs> as well? Like it's already a heavy box, yeah. but putting a load of Lego inside it. Um, yes, that would be that would be heavy. <laughs> a struggle. Very expensive, but so good. I'm trying to look around at my Lego sets, being like, what are you inspiring me? What do I who who could you be? I mean obviously like I am desperate for them to make like a Lego D D series. Mm. I've just started doing a few fantasy stuff. Like they've just released the big new castle, which I walk past the Lego stuff in short I walk past the Lego store in Brighton looking at it uh most days this week on my way home from work. It's very nice. Um so I wonder I'm hoping. that I mean that movie's coming out. Right. Lego right. Lego did Lord of the Rings, you know, it did Star Wars. Maybe, maybe D D could happen. I feel like it could be next. And I Get really a tiny like... plastic Chris Pine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. This is true. Just give me, just give me what elf is. Give me like tiefling horns. Give me fantasy. <laughs> yes. And also Chris Pine, I guess. Yay. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, shall we quickly run through some headlines from Gen Con? Yeah. Uh, I'll keep it short, but I feel like these were the kinds of things that we didn't, we haven't mentioned elsewhere on this channel, uh, but you can head over to the website if you want to read them. Yes. Um, cause there was, it turns out Gen Con, very busy, a lot of news. 
Um, so I whiz through these just so folks know what's coming up. But uh, HeroScape, I mean, Hasbro, speaking of uh, D&D and such, mm. Hasbro had a lot of announcements out at Gen Con. Um, so one of them was that HeroScape is coming back, which is the kind of like, not not quite D&D, but kind of like along those lines, like, 3D terrain and quite like um, almost like war gaming style combat, um, which I think a lot of people really liked. Like back in the day, I think it's been been gone for over over a decade or a couple right. of decades even. Um, but yeah, they they had that out on a few tables. There were you know stacked up tiles. I think a lot of people picked up those sets to then use them in D and D. I don't personally have loads of experience with it, but. Mm. Uh, I'm excited to see what they what they do of that because yeah, um, cool. they've been bringing back a few things recently. Um, like everyone's so, bringing back everything, everything, every medium is bringing back like yeah, every past. everything old is new again. <laughs> yeah. Like they're they're bringing back Dragonlance, they're bringing back yeah. Spelljammer for D and D, and now they're bringing back HeroScape um, just by itself. Uh, so yes, apparently uh, there will I guess be some more news on that. I don't think it was Very just cool. a teaser, so they didn't say like, hey, here's is what it will be. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Um, it's here in some form. Yeah. Uh, so there was that. Uh, also out of Hasbro, uh, there is a the first expansion for the new Betrayal at House on the Hill. Um, of course, the, fir- the this being the third edition mm-hmm. of Betrayal at House on the Hill, but this is the first expansion for the third edition uh-huh. because the second edition already had an expansion. Yes. So it's not the first expansion ever for Betrayal, there's the first expansion for this version of Betrayal. Uh, and if that wasn't confusing enough or long-winded enough, the full name of it will be Betrayal at House on the Hill 3rd Edition, The Werewolf's Journey, Blood on the Moon. Oh, my God. That's like two which, lines of text. <laughs> it is enormous. It's like a Fiona Apple album. It is just like <laughs> unnecessarily long to give this game that already has a notoriously long title yeah. so long that everyone just calls it Betrayal. <laughs> A double-barreled expansion name. Uh, it's wild. Um, Bold. But yeah, as you can probably guess, um, it will add in stuff to do with werewolves. Mm-hmm. Um, so there will be Sara, which Chase writes, is a teenager with a dreadful secret that comes out when the haunt phase begins. Uh, she's a teen wolf. That's the secret. Spoilers. Um, and there's also some, yeah, like some other bits and bobs, uh, largely around werewolves. So like new haunts, uh, particularly around specific okay. characters. Um, new rooms, new cards, that kind of thing. Um, and the horns will all kind of center around Sara uh, and werewolf stuff. Um, yeah, so it's cool. Like, I think when the new Betrayal came out uh, a couple of months ago, we obviously played it on the channel. Yes. Um, and I think at the time we were chatting about, like, oh, I wonder whether they'll do Widow's Walk for this. Yeah. Um, because, uh, Widow's Walk was the expression they did for the old one, which I like quite a lot. Um, yeah, I did, like, roof tiles. Nothing but good things from you and me and then everybody yeah and it added like a, a like a mini campaign in there as well um and stuff like that uh so they haven't they haven't announced anything about that for this new betrayal instead they're just doing a brand new expansion which to be honest i'm also very happy with like i love betrayal more betrayal is always a good yeah. thing for me Same. Uh, and in some ways the fact that they're not just like reboxing something that people yeah. already own is cool so. yeah it's nice that they're, like still putting creative ideas and it shows that like they're kind of dedicated to like you know, keeping this alive and doing more with it, which is, is a good sign. Yeah, and it's funny as well because I think Betrayal's not even out in the US yet. It's been out in the UK for a couple of months now, for a few months. Yeah. Um, so they they're getting on top of it and just being like, "Yep, 
Like it's it's coming. When Don't you worry. Out, you'll have so much to do. There'll be so many yeah. things to do. Like I think there are fifty haunts in that the original box again, and this oh. one's adding five five more, or at least five more. So uh yeah, cool. More betrayal. Love it. Uh Meme wrote this story as we blast through uh, these stories at Gen Con. Uh, the next game from the de designer of Wingspan, um, which you may have also seen on the channel, uh, will be about foxes. Uh, so Elizabeth Hargrave very much keeping in vein uh, with her kind of like, yeah, like natural focused games. Um, so I think she made a game about flower arranging as well, um, yeah. called Tusty Mussy, I think. Um, and this one is just called The Fox Experiment. Which makes it sound like a little, like more clinical and cold than it actually is. Um, so it's based on a real life experiment that happened yes. in Siberia, I think back in like the seventies or something. Uh, and it was about like domesticating foxes because um, foxes are somewhat related to dogs and yeah. stuff like that. I looked um, into this because I was like, can I have a pet fox? And then I was like <laughs> going down a whole rabbit hole of being like, how did the study go? How is it going to be? And I think we've worked out that we have domesticated the possible domesticatable animals and the others are wild. <laughs> well, you know, in I, I have no idea of the legality of keeping a fox. Uh, <laughs> probably don't keep a fox. Uh, but in instead of that, uh, you might be able to play this and maybe, maybe that will give you the same, yeah. you know, same little buzz as, as just <laughs> hanging out with a fox, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, this will be coming to Kickstarter. Uh, it'll be coming to Kickstarter start next month. Nice. Um, so yeah, like Wingspan, Wingspan, really nice game. I haven't played Tussie Mussy, but um, yeah, like I'm excited to see what Elizabeth Hargrave does. Me too. I love foxes, so even more excited. Yeah, but uh, like again, foxes just seem to be a trend yeah. in the last few years. Like fox in the forest. Um, uh, outfoxed as well, I think was yeah. fairly popular. Um, so yeah, here you go. The, the fox experiment is what it's called. Uh, fox, a word that every time I worry that I'm going to accidentally cause this video to be called it, uh, pulled down on YouTube. You've done it. It's fine. We'll move on now. We, 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 yeah, we're, we're moving past that. Um, another quick one at the, we've got only two more. We're just blasting through these in this very, uh, what's the stop tour? The cat just decided to plunge from the shelf. <laughs> Uh, so apologies if that was a load of noise. You all right, Hole? She's okay. She's, she's fine. Nice. Um, she's heard that we're fostering other cats, and she's like, I'm having none of it. <laughs> Remember that I will I throw exist. myself at you. <laughs> um, Chase wrote this story about a new Star Wars deck-building game, uh, which, unsurprisingly, perhaps, is called Star Wars, the deck-building game. <laughs> uh, nothing exciting here. Okay. Uh, just just it says, does what it says on the tin. Mm. Um, so yeah, this is coming from Fancy Flight, uh, who do games like Marvel Champions, Arkham Horror the card game, used to do Android Netrunner, Rip, um, and other things like that. A lot of living card games, but in a surprise twist, this will not be a living card game, or at least it, it seems like it won't be a living card game. Um, so apparently it will just be focused on two-player combat. Uh, so as you might guess, Luke and Darth Vader are on the box. Uh, so it's it's also that era of Star Wars, uh, or at least partly. It's not necessarily just the new stuff. It looks like it's going to span the whole series. Uh, and apparently it'll be out next year. Uh, that's about all we know. Um, yeah, it's it's called Star Wars The Deck Building Game. It's out next year. It's two players, and it's not a living card game. And it'll be a Star Wars deck building game. Yes. It, will, it, it will be exactly that, Maddie. Good to uh, know. We know. <laughs> 
yeah like i i like arkham horror the card game a lot like the marvel champions i like um i've dabbled in the lord of the rings card game but it's a little bit older so um you kind of feel that it's like okay you know you're finding your feet with this to some degree yeah. uh, same with like the game of thrones card game which i know a lot of people do like um but i was kind of like okay yeah like Sorry. this this is fine yeah. Okay. yeah um but arkham horror particularly if they make a, a good star wars game like that yeah it could be something very cool uh and finally uh, a hot little exclusive uh from dicebreaker uh there's have you played forgotten waters maddie Well, you've got a little bit of time before uh-huh. it gets a spiritual successor uh, in 2023, next year. Um, so for those of many of Forgotten Waters, came out in 2020 um, from Plaid Hat. Uh, Plaid Hat, which formerly did things like Dead of Winter, um, Ashes, Rise of the Phoenix Born, uh, Summoner Wars, Will's favourite game ever. Uh, he was very excited to see more factions for Summoner Wars <laughs> at Gen Con. Um, but we... Uh, chat with Plaid Hat, and they told us that yes, it's getting a, a follow-up, and specifically, this isn't a sequel, so they specifically okay. call it like a spiritual successor. Right. Um, so Forgotten Waters was like a pirate adventure game. Uh, you played with an app, you sailed around, you went to islands, uh, you were like a little crew, uh, and you would kind of work together, but then you would also have your own like little objectives, so there were, you know, you were kind of like friends but not really friends because yeah, you know you've got you got your own thing going yeah. on but you also don't want the ship to sink because that's bad for all of you yes. um it's a really really cool game um and it had a very cool way of letting you play over the internet as well um with just one copy of the game because uh, it kind of came out mid 2020 like pe- mm. peak of covid or at least like definitely during uh some of the yeah the the heights of lockdown yeah. um and yeah, I, I used that app to play with friends. Like it was very well thought out. Um, and the the normal companion app for it is voiced by folks from like behind anime such as Dragon Ball Z. There's like the voice of Vegeta Amazing. does a pirate <laughs> voice. Um, and I think the voice of Bulma is also in there. Um, That's like one of the so yeah, actors. <laughs> it's uh yeah, they, they had like quite a cast. Um, I think maybe even one of the McElroy's was in there. Uh, although I might be thinking of a different Pirate game. Uh, so yeah, like Forgotten War is really fantastic. Um, if yeah. you are, if you want to find out more, uh, Charlie wrote a review over on the site, uh, which you can go and read, uh, in which he called it one of the best tabletop releases of 2020. And I agree. I think it's very, very good. Um, it's it's cool. Uh, I'll bring it in. We, we'll play a game on our next game day. Um, so yes, uh, it is getting a follow-up. Uh, it is a spiritual successor. It is not pirate-themed, uh, but they haven't said what it will be themed around. They've just said not pirates this time. Uh, and like spaceships, Space that would be pirates. cool. Forgotten, forgotten astral waters. Yeah, maybe they'll go the spelljammer route with that kind of yeah. thing. Forgotten stars, I oh, think, is already a game. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I'm sure there's legally distinct forgotten stars. Mm. Um, forbidden stars, I think, is what I'm thinking of. So, mm. forgotten stars, probably in the clear. Uh, so two of the two of the co-designers, J. Arthur Ellis and Mr. Bistro, are returning for this, uh, notably. Uh, Isaac Vega, who also co-designed Dead of Winter uh, and has made some very good games, is not returning for this one. Uh, Instead, it will be someone whose name I now can't find in this story. Uh, Donald Schultz uh, will be joining as a co-designer. So that's what we know. The three designers, uh, it will be out next year. It's a spiritual successor. It's not Pirates. And that's about it. Um, But I'm looking forward to it. Forgotten Wars was very, very good. Um, You sold me, honestly. 
I'm gonna have to. I'm googling it straight after this. I mean, yeah. It's it's very cool. Uh, and yes, they've actually said that this will be out. The spiritual success will be out in next year's Gen Con. Uh, so already we have our first kind of game from Gen Con 2023, literally days after Gen Con 2022. Uh, but that feels like a good place to leave this week's Dicebreaker podcast. Uh, thank you, Maddie, for joining me and listen to me just like unpack everything from Gen Con. It was a lot. I wasn't there. This is great. It's just my little my little personal scoop that we are now sharing with everybody. That I get to hear everything. Else. There's so many exciting things, and it just means I could just make a big wish list of games. So there, there were you. a lot of things, honestly. Just walking uh, around that floor, like, oh my god. Uh, but it was very exciting because you know it's like cool. Like uh, stuff is coming out. Like people are making very cool things. Yeah. Um, it was very exciting to see it in a room. Uh, and yes, hopefully we will continue to see more of those cool things. Uh, we will. There's a little a little peek ahead we will hopefully be at uh, egx next month in london uh we may be at uh pax uh we'll we will be at pax unplugged even um in december we'll be at essen in between those two uh and we may be at one of the comp cons as well uh so hey if you want to come and just like watch us play some games and have fun and maybe say hi like maybe maybe consider that um but of course if you can't make it we'll continue to have loads of stuff on the youtube channel uh and the website as well but for now thank you again maddie for joining me uh on this week's dicebreaker podcast uh i've been matt jarvis we'll be back next friday live from probably 2 p.m bst we'll see how it goes uh (laughs) yeah i'll see how many cats we end up with i might just be covered in cats by that point uh but until then look after yourselves remember to stay hydrated in this heat Mm -hmm. if you're in the uk or elsewhere that's very hot at the moment uh and until we meet again have a lovely day Goodbye. Bye.